Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Hi, listeners. We're back uh, with fun guests tonight, but before I get started with them... Let's do our invocation and get into sacred space. Of course, I have lost my book that has the invocation in it, so I'm going to wing it. Hope you all can understand. So, we call on the great spirit that is the two who move as one, the goddess and the god. She who is the maiden, the mother, the crone, the creator, sustainer, and destroyer, weaver of the web of life, birth, and rebirth. And we call upon the God, Lord of light and Lord of shadow, Lord of the green, Lord of the gold, Lord of the horn and the red, singer of the song, to be with us now and to bless our words that they come out perfectly and don't need editing. Blessed be. (laughs) Blessed be. (laughs) So I am here with Shell and Lindsay. They are our organizers for Temple Hearth, which is coming up quite soon uh, in February. I want to say it's the first weekend in February. I'm getting head nods, so I know. Yeah. Um, So just to jump right in, let's first get to know you. Uh, Tell our listeners a little about yourselves and your work with the temple. And maybe even your educational parts that you've gone with the temple. Um, so I'm going to start with Shell. Well, I have been a solitary witch for as long as I can remember. And um, found Christopher's books about a dozen years ago. And was just fascinated by them. Started taking the, the Temple of Witchcraft classes uh, with Rachel Mueller in St. Louis. I was lucky enough to do in-person classes until year five, and then I went to Zoom, Um, but it was fabulous, and uh, finished year five and was ordained as a minister of the temple in October of 2021, and just started teaching Temple of Witchcraft One um, last March, and I love all of my students. They're fabulous. They teach me something new every time, and... um, been volunteering off and on with the temple when I can. Last year, I was Kelly Ross's co-chair for Temple Hearth. And so this year, I am chair for Temple Hearth. So one of the organizers. And Lindsay is my co-organizer slash co-chair. So <laughs> That's awesome. Lindsay, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your experience of the can, temple? Uh, I can do that. Um, So I I love the story about how I found the temple. It was back in 2002. And, um, you know, I was a few years out of college and I was, you know, finally on my own. I had a big kid job and I was, you know, had my own place. And so I could finally pursue like all of the psychic stuff and metaphysical stuff that, you know, had kind of been frowned upon when I was growing up. And I was living in a really small town, so I took a 45-minute drive to the closest bookstore and went to the metaphysical section, which at that time, it was still pretty small. I remember it being just like a couple of shelves. And I'm pretty sure, though, I touched every single book on those two shelves. 
And I ended up going home with two books. Um, one of them was Raymond Buckland's Big Blue. And the other one was Christopher's Inner Temple. And it was like just a bomb went off in my life because I went home and started reading. And by the end of that weekend, I had read both books cover to cover. And I was starting going back to look at things. And I really loved Big Blue. But Christopher's book, it just it just struck this chord in me. And I know everybody says this, but it was like, you know, it was like coming home because, you know, it, it described me, everything about me. And it was all in this book. And there were other people like me. And, and it came. <laughs> And, and like, I knew, okay, I'm a witch. That's, you know, that's, that's what I am. And so I remember sitting on my bed, holding that book in my hands. And I was thinking about two things. And one of them was how I wished that I had, you know, a community or other people that were like me in my life, because at that point I didn't have anyone. Um, and I also thought to myself, well, you know, there should be a school for this. And uh, flash forward 10 years, and I'm walking down Vendor Row, summer of 2012, at the St. Louis Pagan Picnic, and come across the Temple of Witchcraft's booth. And there I realized that there was a school, and I met a group of people who um, were involved with the temple. And all of a sudden, you know, there it was. I had community, and lo and behold, there actually was a school. And so that November, I started W1. So I did W1 and W2 online with Christopher. And then a few years later, I did W3 and W4 in person with Rachel also, which was amazing. And then I did W5 in Columbia, Missouri with Kat Kelly. And oh my gosh, that class just, that class just, just blew me away. Um, and so as far as, as work with the temple, I had initiation last May, which was awesome. Um, I think I'm still getting used to that. And uh, it's really, really an exciting, really an exciting time for me. Um, you know, as far as, you know, work with the temple, I've been a TA for a handful of classes here locally with Jay and Storm. And I'm a mentor for the online program. Um, I have a prison pen pal through Capricorn Ministry. And I just started doing some work with Silver, um, you know, with with cancer. And then, of course, Temple Hearth, which is, you know, that's <laughs> that's kept us busy since the late summer, I think. So, but it's, I love it all. It's, it's so much fun and it's such a great community. And, um, I feel like going back to that moment in my bedroom, sitting in my bed with that book, um, I've really come full circle because it's all right here now. So I love that. That's awesome. So now that I know a little bit about you, tell me about where, what witchcraft is and the temple scene is like in your area. Because, you know, we, we live in New Hampshire. So, you know, it's like witches. At, no, just not. It's not witches everywhere. I wish it were some days. Uh, it's more like uh, witch, 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 you know, Republican, Republican, Republican. Um, so <laughs> what is it uh, like in your area? We actually have witch, 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 witch here. Um, I don't know how I was so lucky to land in this place, and maybe the community is 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 part of it. But we have a really robust and diverse pagan community here, and um, you know, I think that's one of the things I enjoy the most and keeps it really interesting because there's really something for everyone. Like if you're just looking to you know, dabble and attend a few public events a year, you know, outside of COVID times, of course. Um, but there's something for those people. And there's something for people who want to kind of go middle of the road and, you know, just go to Sabbaths on, you know, Beltane and Samhain. And there are groups that you can join that celebrate year round. Um, you just go to Google and you find a whole bunch. Um, and then there are 
things for people like us who we really wanted some more structure and like a deeper, more formal, magical education with a lot of guidance along the way. Because I don't know about you guys, but the guidance along the way is really what what made the difference for me. I mean, um, you know, going through the mystery school was nothing like working through those books on my own that decade before I found out there was a, a mystery school. So, and, and you know, it's growing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you have anything to say about that shell, but it's, you know, growing from here to Columbia and um, there's a great community there developing as well. I think that St. Louis honestly is one of the um, bigger temple communities in the United States other than up in New England. Um, we're blessed to have, gosh, several ministers just in the St. Louis area. Um, and all of them are involved with doing different classes, our community outreach. Um, like Lindsay said, it's been a little harder to get together with COVID, but things are starting to come back and and I know our coven is meeting again in person and doing a lot of work. And and I do think that um, people are more open than they used to be and really excited to hear about witchcraft. And um, I think we're lucky to live in this area. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad that it's uh, up and coming and <laughs> growing all the time, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's bring it to why you guys are here. <laughs> what is Temple Hearth for all of our listeners? Because <laughs> I know, but maybe they don't. Okay. Well, Temple Hearth, this is on only our third year, and it revolves around in bulk and that, you know, that cold winter time. And it was started uh, with a vision, I believe, from Christopher, who wanted to get people together as a community during the time of COVID so everybody could come together. And so um, it continues on in its third year. And what it is, is it is a three-day long uh, get-together of community. Starts with a bardic circle on Friday night. And for those of you who don't know, a bardic circle is when you can sign up and share um, a tale, a, a poem, a story. Uh, we had a, a wonderful singer last year who shared her own song that she did. Um, and it, it's just a time to listen and get together um, around the fire and uh, have a drink together and to listen to the talents of everybody in the community. And then we go on with Saturday and Sunday. And Saturday and Sunday both have um, combined uh, four workshops and six lecture classes, as well as two rituals. And all of this is done via Zoom. The presenters present a variety of topics. Um, everything, well, this year we've got some things on glamour magic. We've got prosperity magic. We've got uh, psychedelia magic is getting touched on this year. Um, so there's something for everybody and you can just sit back and curl up and it's the weekend of the third, fourth and fifth of February. That's in bulk weekend. And so you can sit back and curl up with your tea or your beverage of choice and get some wonderful inspiration from these classes. And then also I think a big part of temple hearth is the time for community. You meet people from 
all over. We have people in Nova Scotia. We have people in California. Uh, we have people outside of the United States. And so it's a time to get together and um, just meet everybody and listen to all different kinds of oh, just stories and information and, and share during the lunch breaks and dinner breaks. What else, Lindsay? Yeah, no, I, I think the thing that I love about it is that, you know, we have Temple Fest in the summertime where people can come in person. Um, and this is a way for the community to get together when, you know, some people might not have the means to travel all the way to New Hampshire. And it's, you know, kind of the, like the opposite, like balance in all things, right? Like polarity, you can, you can come and in the summer and have an in-person event, or you can sit on your couch and... <laughs> And, and hang out with the Temple of Witchcraft community all weekend long. It's just such a great time to to learn and share and and make connections. I mean, I, I made new friends every year, mm -hmm. made new connections on Facebook, and they've they've turned into you know real online friends. That at some point, I hope to go to Temple Fest and and meet them in person right. someday. So it's it's a really really special and and inspirational time. Yes, definitely. Well, that sounds lovely. And I know that it also includes the online uh, in-bulk ritual and and an extra ritual. If you buy the whole package, you can also go to, I want to say, Christopher's Nine Mothers ritual, yes. uh, which sounds completely fascinating. Yeah. Um but you can also just go to Imbolc online if you can't do it now. There is a different uh, sign up for that, but you can totally do that. You know, I, I really would want to encourage people to come for the whole weekend because even if you can't come for parts of Friday or Saturday or Sunday, or even if you can only come to Imbolc, um, it's it's a really good deal uh, for for what uh, for what you're actually getting from it. There's scholarships available uh, for folks who are interested in in that, and you're going to get recordings to download afterwards. So even if you have to come and go or you don't know your work schedule yet, just just sign up and and come because you're still going to get to experience the whole weekend, no matter how you do it, whether it's that weekend or you know in the weeks after after you get the recordings. Well, and it's a real bargain because if you think about 10 classes for $70 plus the two rituals, you're not going to find that anywhere. And, you know, a normal one class is going to be, you know, half of that. So this is a really good deal. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And, um, you know, with the recordings, it's also useful to know that you can, you know, step out of a class if you're like, okay, I just need a nap. <laughs> um, uh, I know I'm speaking from experience cause I, uh, there was one, uh, I don't know who, who's it was, but they were telling a story and I was just like, I'm so tired right now. I could totally <laughs> fall asleep. And so I was like, I think I'll catch this on the flip side and <laughs> turned it off and went to sleep. Uh, but, and then I came back for the rest of the stuff that I had to do, but, uh, <laughs> Last year, um, I, I had to go to the airport to pick up my new puppy in the middle of it. And it turns out that when I came back and like weeks later, after Steve sent out the recordings, uh, one of the sessions that I wasn't there for in person turned out to be one of the most impactful sessions for me, you know, for the whole weekend, which I just thought was was really amazing, too. So that's awesome. So 
as distant members, I mean, I put that in quotations because you have your own community and all of that. You're not distant from it. Um, <laughs> but you're distant from the, the, I guess, hub, mother hub. We'll call it the mother hub uh, <laughs> for now. Uh, the mother hub. What is it? What does Temple Hearth mean to you uh, in the fact that you can come to this event without leaving home? Oh my gosh. So in uh, 2021, when this was first available, so we first found out about it probably sometime in the fall of 2020, like we don't need to remind everyone what was going on in the world at that time. Um, but but for me personally, um, you know, at the time, we everything was still kind of new of what was going on with the emergency in the world and um, being super high risk for serious illness, I had been in isolation, you know, literal isolation, like almost zero people. Um, I could count on less than one hand the number of people that I had been in their presence for all of 2020, you know, since things happened that March um, through 2021. And so it was hard. And when I found out there was this opportunity to get together with the Temple of Witchcraft folks and learn something and just to be around some people, even though it was through my computer screen, it was, it was just really what I needed. Um, you know, you talk about the winter being, you know, it, we were in the dead of winter, so that made it even harder. And I know I wasn't the only one around the world who was experiencing that. I think we all were just yearning for connection. And so to have that time to celebrate the holiday with other people that weekend and to learn some things and to have some laughs, um, I I really, it really did a lot for my personal morale. And I know other people that attended, we really felt the same way. And we we stayed in touch afterwards. And you're right, it, it didn't feel so distant. And that was actually that, that connection and that feeling of community, even with, you know, 65 or 70 or 100 people on the screen that I had never met um, in person. I, I still felt like I was, was part of things and, you know, part of the whole. And that really carried me through for many months after that. And the people that kept in touch, um, you know, they, they felt similarly. And, and that was definitely the thing that led me to volunteer as a moderator last year was to help you know, bring that forward. And, you know, even though the world was getting better, uh, not to lose that ability to get together and connect with other people from the temple. I think the sense of community is what everybody talks about. And it's funny because you can feel very isolated being a witch until you realize that there are a lot of people out there that feel the same way you do, that think the same way you do, that uh, worship the same way you do. And last year, especially with um, Temple Hearth, just to hear different people's stories, just to see different teachers that we wouldn't normally have the chance to see, um, unless you could travel to, to Temple Fest, and I hadn't been able to. Um, so this was just, it was a very eye-opening experience for me to hear so many different perspectives and yet feel like I belonged, even with so many different stories and perspectives and just different lifestyles. But it's still, I felt like I belonged. We all had something in common. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that might've been just the temple, but, but that was enough. Mm -hmm. Yep. Excellent. So do you have any presentations that you're excited about at the upcoming Temple Fest or Temple Hearth? Oh my gosh, all of them. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to get to see all of the uh, submissions 
for them beforehand. And to, so we get excited, you know, a couple months ago already. So I've been excited about these for a long time. Um, I think, Adam, you're doing Erecting the Healing Temple. I so, am, yes. Uh, you're opening for us this year, and I can't wait for that. I love anything healing, so I'm all about that one. Um, we have another uh, teacher that um, I haven't experienced yet, although I do know her, Amy Dove, and she's going to be doing um, movement through dance and sound um, uh, to for the chakras, and so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I don't know. As I said, pretty much all of them. What about you, Lindsay? Oh my gosh. And I just have to like preempt this and say that like we can mention some of the names, but like it's hard to even mention names because you don't want to leave someone out because as soon as someone else mentions it, you're going to be like, oh, and that one, and that one. Um, yes. But um, is doing one on muse crafting, which, you know, like who doesn't need inspiration in the dead of winter? And uh, Winifred is going to, she's a, also a return presenter. She's going to do one on uh, vessel and prosperity magic, which like, I don't know anybody who doesn't need that. Right. <laughs> you know, and all three of the temple founders are presenting this year, yeah. which also makes it special to, because a lot of, a lot of folks in the distant community don't get to come to in-person events. So they don't know, um, you know, Adam, Steve or Christopher in, mm-hmm. in person and, and this is a way to do it and to to see it. So, yep, very excited. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're excited for my class on, on at, at Shell because uh, <laughs> I also, you know, am teaching a magical healing course, and this is sort of my like teaser for people. <laughs> uh, you know, that is going for from February from the end of February, close to the end of February. Uh, all the way back around to next February. So yeah. uh, it's 12 classes and it's exciting to me because I'm a little nervous of like, oh gosh, you know how you have that a little imposter syndrome yeah. pop up and is like, what do you know about healing? I'm like, I've only been doing it for 30 years. Stop it. Um, you know, Shall that kind of thing. Both talked about your class in the last week and how we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we have to find a way to fit in this class with all of the other things that we're doing. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't have any, you know, big goals. You know, I was just like, I want 98 students. That's all. That's all. That'd be great. You know, because well, part of that goes to the class. temple and I'm trying to, you know, do as best I can. Um, <laughs> nothing small. <no. laughs> oh, anyway. Um, so let's see, where was I? Uh we were talking about presentations. All right. So I understand. Well, I know that in bulk is also there. And um, Sunday night, there's a special ritual for all of the attendees. Steve wanted me to say that and he threw it into my questions. Because um, <laughs> I passed them by him. I was like, please look. Um, so in the past, have you taken any lessons or adopted any practices from past temple hearts that you are like, you're still reeling from the, the inspiration slash, I don't know, uh, learning yeah. impact. 
I I actually have like two or three and like two of them are kind of related, but I was actually really glad when I saw that you were going to ask this question because I hadn't really thought about it before. And then I realized the, uh, the impact that Temple Hearth has had just on my path. And um, at the first Temple Hearth, Steve did a workshop that was about the nine of swords and, um, or it was a lecture and the uh, eight of swords or eight of swords. Um, yeah, I think. He, it was um, it was basically about a master spell, though, and I had heard that oh, you know, a master spell is going to be a part of W five, but and at that time I was in W four, um, and uh, I I was really what I what I really appreciated about it is that was the first example I had ever had of what a master spell could be, and so it really got me thinking like I know magic works and, and magic is effective, um, you know, with a single individual working, but I had never really thought about what would happen if I did something, you know, over a longer term. So I really loved that because it kind of opened opened my mind to that. And the the other person's workshops that really had an impact on me were. Um, two years in a row, Debbie Stellhorn did workshops. And the, the first year it was on the Mighty Dead, um, which that inspired me to go back and to read the book again. And then that inspired me to take the class that, that Christopher and Debbie did. And it was amazing. And um, then that really, really deepened last year when she did, um, it was like a kind of a re re-recognition of the power gathering the power um you know with serpents and, and witches and mm-hmm. um it was it was about kind of a teaser for the yellow ray one class only I didn't know that at the time because I hadn't taken that class but I remember thinking like oh my gosh this is right up my alley this is what I want to do this is what calls to me and that actually helped me make the decision um to when I wanted to decide which rays class I was going to do it helped me decide to do the yellow ray one um and then from there um, over the last year, that class has just had its last lesson. And um, it really has become, you know, on top of um, W5 initiation, part of that has become part of what my personal ministry is going to be with working with the spirits and the ancestors and the mighty dead. And so it's definitely impacted me a lot. It's going to impact the rest of my life. And who knew that it would come from a couple of weekends at Temple Hearth with Temple of Witchcrafts. That's awesome. Well, I don't have anything quite as impactful as that, although um, I really took a lot from Dan Lupacino's class last year on Nematona, the goddess of the sacred grove. And I have been um, working working more with that, working um, more with my own sacred space, the sacred grove and touching base um, more often uh, with Nematona, but as well as working with different, it inspired me to work with different gods and goddesses to reach out more. And I've always been interested in different gods and goddesses. And so this was just kind of another one that um, I wanted to learn more about, wanted to work with. And so that was the inspiration for me for last year, as well as probably a hundred other things that I don't even realize that I use. (laughs) Because you just kind of put that all that knowledge in your arsenal and you start using different things. And I probably am not giving credit where credit is due because I just feel like a sponge on these weekends. And I just soak up different things and don't always remember where they came from. <laughs> That's OK. <laughs> um, so for the first time attendees who know maybe nothing about Temple Hearth, 
no, you know, are just jumping into it. Do you have any advice for them or recommendations that they could use to get through the weekend? Um, first of all, just come, just yes. sign up. If you're on the fence, just sign up and, and come, um, come when you can come when you're able and know that the recordings are going to be there later. That's so much fun. You will not regret it. Even if you have to get up early, cause you're in a weird time zone that's different than uh, central standard time. <laughs> so that is a good point, Lindsay. We have yeah. to remember Central Standard Time. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's not Eastern Standard Time. I have to remember that myself. So, <laughs> um, I think yeah, just come get. You know, it's is again, it's affordable. You're going to learn something. You're going to be fascinated by classes that you didn't even think you were going to be interested in. All of a sudden, they're going to spark new ideas. And I think one of the things that we as witches have is this, this thirst for knowledge. I mean, that's why every witch you talk to has a stack of books. And, you know, and some of them are red and some of them aren't. And lots of them are just kind of red. And so we're always wanting to learn something new, experience something different. And this is a great way to step your toe in so many different types of magic and so many different aspects of it. So get a comfy chair, um, bring in some snacks and some good drinks and, um, you know, just be kind mute. If you can't be there, um, you know, be respectful and, um, join in. You know, you, you bring up a good point, Shell, um, that is something that I have noticed both Temple Hearth weekends. And I've talked to people about, well, I'm nervous. I don't know anybody or I feel intimidated. I, I haven't signed up for W1 yet. Or, well, I don't know, you know, what it's going to be like because you all know so much more than I do. And there's and and just come. It's such a welcoming community. And one of the things that I've noticed is that sometimes like at the Bardic Circle or those first couple workshops, people have their cameras off and they don't talk at all. And then maybe lunch rolls around and you know that those people are there, but they're not showing their faces quite yet. But by the time we get to dinner on that first day, you know, there are hundreds of cameras on and people are talking and, and people say, well, you know, it's my first time here, but I felt so comfortable or, you know, it's my first time here and I wasn't sure if I was going to show my face, but, you know, I decided to turn on my camera and show you my messy living room and it's okay. <laughs> and, so if, even if you're not sure, you never have to turn your camera on. You never have to speak. Um, mm -hmm. You never have to take part in anything that anybody else will see or hear. So if you have kids or dogs in the background, it's it's okay. Just just come and um, be a part of it in the way that's right and best for you at, at that time over that weekend. And you yeah. never know. You might change your mind partway through the weekend and, and chime in with everybody. Yes, my my own advice would be comfy chair, lots of liquids, <laughs> um, so that you you know, and you don't have to turn on your turn on your screen at all if you don't want to. I know presenters like it just because then they can see you going. Yes, I'm nodding my head. Yeah. I get what you're saying. You're amazing. That's very <laughs> nice to see. Um, <laughs> um, so now that we've given our advice, um, as organizers this year, is there anything you need from the community, uh, that could help you put on this event? Well, we need people to sign up. 
<laughs> That's the big thing. Remember, this is a fundraiser. And it's a fundraiser for the temple. So we can't do it without people signing up. The presenters are anxious to present. They've got so much knowledge. Um, the only other thing I can say besides sign up is um, we do have the Bardic Circle on Friday night. And we are going to be needing some people to uh, present that night. There's going to be a link on our Temple Hearth page where you can sign up for that. And it can be anything as quick as just a short poem, or like I said, a song, a story. Um, it doesn't have to be original. It can be someone else's work that has inspired you. We just ask it, that you give them credit or ask permission, um, both. <laughs> and um, I don't know, Lindsay, what else? What else do we need? Oh my gosh. Uh, we, we also, at some point, we're working on this right now behind the scenes. We're looking for four people who would be willing to facilitate some guided discussions during the lunch and dinner breaks each day. And, you know, we don't actually have topics in mind, so it could be a topic of interest to whoever the presenter is going to be. But, you know, we're just looking for things that are going to be of general interest to the broader temple community and things that, you know, you might like to talk about while you're snacking away and eating your dinner over this amazing temple hearth weekend. So um, if you've got a topic that you think you'd like to kind of lead a discussion over one of the meal breaks, mm -hmm. um, definitely get in touch with, with Shell and I and... We'll, uh, we can talk about that. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, if these uh, four people want to get in contact with you, how do they do that? They can email me at cshellkyle at gmail.com. So that's C-S-H-E-L-L-K-Y-L-E -L -L -E at gmail.com. Excellent. All right. So... Uh, with all of that, I think we've come to the end of our questions. Is there anything else you guys would like to share or? I think Thanks you so covered much. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So uh, I will just close down our space. We thank the goddess, the God, and the great spirit. We thank our spirits of the temple and Thank you for guiding our words, thoughts, deeds, and actions towards the highest good. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be, everybody. Blessed be. Blessed be. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright to the Temple of Witchcraft as of 2022. For more information, please visit us at templeofwitchcraft.org